Support for Fort Thomas Matters Radio in Search for Glory is by Omega Processing Solutions. Call them today, 866-888-9724. Unsurpassed value and unmatched support. Omega Processing Solutions is a national leader in electronic payments processing. Find them online at omegap.com. Yeah, I do care about my reputation, um, just not in the sense that uh, what, what people think of me, like if they like me or not. Um, I do want to maintain my integrity. So when it comes to what people think of me, I want them to think, well, at least you're honest. I don't care if they agree with me. I don't care if I offend them. Um, I'm not here to be mean to anybody. I just want to represent what I believe to be the truth. While some of us may friend more discriminately than others on our social media platforms, we live in a time where it's common to build online networks that include secondary and tertiary connections. So don't feel bad if you've ever added your friend's aunt's stepbrother's son or a random bartender or a significant other of a friend you haven't spoken to since high school to one of your online networks. You're not alone. We've actually been taught that this makes us good networkers even if it overlooks quality in favor of quantity, because the objective is to cast as wide a net as possible when building a network, right? But in this social strategy, how do we know that anyone is who they claim to be? And more importantly, could we spot a catfish if one swam into our network? This is In Search for Glory on Fort Thomas Matters Radio. I'm Mark Collier. The voice you heard on the introduction was Mike. Mike is from Fort Thomas. He graduated from Highlands. Mike is a name that has come up in the private Facebook group called In Search for Glory, which inspired this podcast. When I'm producing this, I'm kind of going back and forth in my mind. What is the point of this podcast? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? If it's simply warning people that listen to these things, how not to get catfish, that's probably a good objective. If it's, do I really want to get to the bottom of this and figure out who is creating and cultivating these profiles, that's probably another good objective to have, especially if that person has nefarious reasons for creating those profiles. But one of the things that's probably the most uncomfortable is that from time to time when names come up in that Facebook group, that's familiar with Tina Glory or her other aliases, which we'll talk about later in this podcast, is that it's incumbent upon me to seek these individuals who have been named in that group and ask them, are you creating a Facebook profile? Are you doing this? Now, that's a really weird conversation to have with somebody, especially if they're not doing it. So Mike was one of the first names that I reached out to. He was named by one individual in the group who had had some, I guess you would call them, bad experiences engaging online. And Mike remembered those. Not necessarily the specific example, but he talked about the fact that, yeah, he probably understands why people might think he's a troll. So I just come out and ask him, Mike, are you Tina Glory? Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of hard for me to, for that to be me. Um, for one, I don't have the time or the energy for something like that. Um, I can see where my name would come up. I do say a lot of political things 
on my Facebook that a lot of people might not believe I actually believe. So I can see where they think I'm a troll. And I do like to troll uh, from time to time, but I usually admit it. And I don't retract my statements. I use my real name. I don't, uh, you know, I don't say what uh, I don't believe or uh, apologize for anything I'm saying. So, I, you know, I, I'm not, I have no motive to have a fake profile, run a fake profile, or anything like that. So it, it's all kind of silly to me. A little bit more on Mike. He's definitely a free spirit. He still lives here in northern Kentucky. He's around my age. I don't remember him much from Highlands, but a quick look on his Facebook profile and some of the things that he posts, and, you know, I kind of believe him. I don't think that he's one that's creating these fake profiles. I don't think that Mike is Tina Glory. So how did his name get brought up in the first place? Well, that will probably be explained a little bit more so through text messages. And I'm not going to name the people that are going back and forth on this text message. It's really just for context. So I'm going to call the first person Abe and the second person Ben. Abe says, do you know Tina Glory? Ben says, Jesus, man, you're the 10th person that I've had this conversation with. I have no idea. Has to be a fake. Abe says, I have a hunch. I got in the most insane argument with this guy last year and had to block him. He threatened me because I deleted his comments. Ben says, do you think he's trying to build a new personality so he control people? You guys argue politics or what was it? I'm not sure, but man, Tina Glory got on a friend of mine's feed today, something I commented on and just kind of started picking random fights but making it really unclear what side she's on. Like claiming to be everybody is against Trump, but everybody else, everybody else's reason for being against him is wrong. That's the same shit that Mike used to do. And I think Mike would probably admit to that. He said that he's a troll, right? He says he likes to do it for fun, and he has some political speech that might not necessarily get along with others, and he really doesn't want to back down from that. I understand why Abe probably thinks that his first hunch is that it might be Mike. Maybe Tina Glory is Mike. He's looking at grammar and syntax and sentence structure, and he's trying to find similarities, looking for sentence patterns or thought threads that are very, very similar. Because you can use fake pictures, and you can try to deceive and maybe have a profile of a female when you're really a male, but... If you're frequently posting and you're doing so in a manner where you are engaging, your writing style is going to be a fingerprint, especially for people like Abe who spend a lot of time online and they're pretty active. I've actually become very, very good at this as well. If you use two exclamation points pretty often, for example, and you're adminning a Facebook page with other admins, I can generally pinpoint which admin is posting something. And perhaps that's why Abe thought that Mike was the one behind the Tina Glory profile. I feel like somebody out there might just be trying to get a rise out of people. Maybe they're bored. I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you why people troll like that, why they create fake profiles. Um, I personally don't have time for that. 
and uh, it's not satisfactory to me. I like to use my real name. Um, when I when I say things online, I speak what I believe to be the truth, and I stand behind it with my real name. Because otherwise, it's you know there's no credibility behind that. There's no accountability, and uh, you know I'm not I'm not really trolling. I really believe most of the things I say on there. If I'm trolling, I'll tell you I was trolling. I'll tell you I was just joking with you. Um, that's usually during a conversation online that that takes place. But 99% of what I say is what I actually believe. So I have no motive to run a fake profile or troll anybody secretly like that. Um, I just couldn't imagine what this guy is doing this for. It just doesn't make any sense really to me. The last part of that sentence I thought was really interesting. Mike just assumed that this fake profile was a guy. And I had mentioned that in the previous episode of In Search for Glory. I believe it's a guy too. We ended the last episode of In Search for Glory with a few different messages between myself and Tina Glory herself. Those messages which I promised to read in this episode which I'll get to in a second, led to Tina Glory deactivating her Facebook profile. I'm going to recap that for you now. Hi, Tina. I'm working on an article on catfishing here in Fort Thomas, but I don't know you. But it seems that your profile has garnered a lot of attention and that no one seems to know you. Is there a good way to connect or contact you? Tina says, I'm not looking for attention. Sorry, but I don't think I can help you. I carried forward. I get that. Regardless, I think I've got to act on this. There are pretty many people who have contacted me about this. Especially if you can't corroborate anything, I imagine that speaks more to their narrative. Would you be able to come on my podcast to talk briefly? We can do it over the phone. She says, I have to decline. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm not catfishing. I'd suggest that anyone who has contacted you is maybe too much into gossip and other people's business. I responded, Tina, respectfully, I'm pretty sure I know who you are. I believe you have duped me before by submitting plagiarized material to me for publication under your real name. I'm running with what I have and will let listeners and readers come to their own conclusions. I'm giving you one last chance to delete this account as well as your new Casey profile. If it's not deleted in the next day, I'll run with what I have. Tina says, you have made a mistake. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. What exactly are people accusing me of doing? Because I'm not doing anything to anyone. I said, you're pretending to be somebody that you're not. You can clear it up by calling me. I'll be starting a podcast by the end of this week. Tina says, I don't know how you can expect me to call you just because you tell me to. It's very strange. I don't understand why anyone would accuse me of catfishing. I'm very private. I don't message anyone. I don't comment on people's walls. My curiosity is why I've replied to you, but I'm more creeped out than curious at this point. Sorry if I somehow bothered anybody, but I feel very certain I haven't done anything to justify anything like that. I said, nobody knows you. This is strange behavior. If you're private, why would you friend people you don't know? Tina says, when you don't have very many friends, it somehow feels gratifying to have a large number of Facebook friends. 
That's not to say I don't know any people I've friend requested, but certainly sent requests to some who were just mutual friends of people I actually know in the real world. I've also gotten requests from people I didn't know, and I usually accept, again, for silly self-gratification, I'm sure. I'll correct the situation and defriend anyone who has concerns. I don't have any bad intentions. So, those were about six or seven messages between myself and Tina Glory. And a few of those comments had me off kilter a little bit. I, I did want to be sensitive to this person if for on this some small chance that that Tina Glory was a real person and this is how she's reaching out to the world, I wanted to be sensitive to that. Now, because I am able to kind of look through grammar and sentence structure, I am pretty certain I know who this is. And what happened next really confirmed that Tina Glory was an actual fake profile. What that was, after a brief word from Omega Processing Solutions. One of the things that I like most about Omega Processing is that they are offering all kinds of different solutions for all size businesses. One thing that they are offering right now that directly affects one of the businesses that I'm running is business funding. Omega wants to help the businesses get things that they need to run your business more efficiently and profitably. And they realize that cash flow can often be a problem, so they're here to help with business funding. Now, we're trying to get a new business off the ground, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on Fort Thomas Matters. We're moving right to the center of town in Fort Thomas, and we need them to provide working capital so that we can have cash available to expand and purchase inventory, remodel a little bit, and upgrade equipment, or maybe even hire some new employees. Um, so Omega's funding program, what they're doing is that we can kind of receive some cash and pay it back with a small percentage of each day's credit card sales. It's been really, really easy for us. There's no personal guarantees, no collateral guarantees, no liens, no fixed payment schedule. And Omega has obviously been a very, very good partner for us, and they're really easy to work with. They can help you too. So call them today at 866-888-9724. That's 866-888-9724. So after my first and only interaction with Tina Glory, in which she denied flatly that she was using a fake profile, my main goal was to get her on the podcast. I wanted to see if she would figure out a way that she could admit to what she's done and give us a little bit of a glimpse inside of what a catfish is and what their intentions were. When she pushed back a little bit, I pushed a little bit harder. And the result was that she deleted her account. Not only did she delete her account, but a new account which popped up that was very, very similar to Tina Glory in the way that it was set up and the pictures that were used, the friend list that was cultivated and the mutual friends that they had uh, in common. That profile disappeared at the same time as well. That profile was named Casey Wilson, and it featured a profile picture of just a woman's eye. It was green and yellow. It was a really neat looking picture that looked pretty similar in style to the types of picture that Tina Glory would have on her profile. 
with the Casey Wilson and Tina Glory profile disappearing at virtually the same time, I knew that it was one person. See, it's very easy to create a Facebook profile that's fake. You can update it and use pictures from anywhere that you want in the world, and nobody asks you to verify whether they're yours or not. But once you start engaging, it gets increasingly harder to continue with that lie. My friend Kyle Lochnan was the first one that made the connection between Tina Glory and Casey Wilson. He posted in the In Search for Glory Facebook group, Casey Wilson, no pictures, lots of mutual friends. A few people agreed and commented almost right away. Lauren said, ha, I was thinking the exact same thing. Hank said, almost made the same post. Michael said, definitely thought the same thing. I haven't gotten a friend request yet, but I will keep you posted. I reached out to another person whose name got brought up in that In Search for Glory Facebook group as well. I had another uncomfortable conversation with him. Let him know that his name got brought up a few times, like I did with Michael. Tried to explain that I'm doing a podcast series on catfishing in Fort Thomas and the Tina Glory profile and now the Casey Wilson profile. And it started out pretty good. There were a few messages back and forth. We agreed to do a phone interview and I gave him my number. Since then, it's been four days. I've sent a message every single day, and they're not responding. Now, I don't know this person extremely well. Maybe they're super busy. I know they live in a big city now. They've gotten away from their enemies. His words. They left a lot of baggage behind in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Also his words. See, the internet has a reputation as a place where being anonymous is permitted, However, social networking sites tend to encourage greater degrees of transparency. Users are required to create a profile which helps establish an online identity. It, over time, a user's sum total of online activities paint a picture of who that user may be, but we don't always question this information. We tend to forget what we see, what others want us to see when it comes to crafting an identity. So this catfish, or any catfish really, banks on the short-sightedness short and shapes his profile to serve exactly what he wants. He's emphatic. He's sympathetic. He's like-minded. The manipulation is so subtle that we don't realize the ways in which the click that is the hallmark of the relationship is being orchestrated. This catfish is successful because his actions mirror offline behaviors. We choose what we believe to be the best of ourselves to share with others. We highlight knowledge, skills, tendencies that help establish our connection to particular social groups and hopefully the person in front of us as well. Tina Glory has enemies. We know that because in a message to my friend Michael Arnzen, who was recorded on the first episode of this podcast, she's, she told him that she's discreet by nature and she's a little paranoid, but that is her name. Tina Glory is her name. This is her quote. I think I've gotten far away, far enough away that my enemies won't find me. Then she says, after she gets a compliment from Michael about her cool pictures, 
She says, hey, thanks. I'll do my best. I want to keep my Facebook community happy. I reached out to Ryan, another person who had been accused of being Tina Glory or setting up a fake profile as Tina Glory, and asked him if he could come on to either deny or address it head on. And his response was, LOL, who's Tina Glory? I said, no one is sure, but there are have been people claiming that it could be you. Ryan said, that's funny, so glad I don't live in Cincinnati anymore. So much drama for a big little city. I asked him if he would come on and nip it in the bud. He asked, when? I really try to keep my name out of the Northern Kentucky circle, and I usually just find it's better to ignore the drama. I asked him if he could do it today. He said, yeah, sure. That was Thursday. Later that night, he didn't respond. I said, how's tomorrow? On Friday, hey, Ryan, what's a good number for you? Then today, right before I started recording this podcast, hey, Ryan, you still good to go? Nothing. Think about your Facebook profile photo. How much time and thought did you invest in its selection? Did you think about how the photo represented you? You probably didn't pick a photo where you thought you looked bad. And if it wasn't a particularly good picture, when was the last time you changed it? Do you still look like the person you are choosing to represent yourself as the person you were in that moment? I know that's a lot of questions, but the point is this. These are exercises of representation. And within these exercises, deception might actually help us create an image of ourselves that has mass appeal. This type of deception can be somewhat contained offline. After all, when you're face-to-face with somebody, they have to support the image they're presenting. This isn't quite as true online, or rather there's some flexibility that arises from the disjuncture between a user's profile and interaction with that user, because it's not instantaneous. Users have the opportunity to craft a specific image and adjust that image over time. We can plan and edit ourselves in this medium. Who is Tina Glory? Who is Casey Wilson? What are they trying to represent? Is it somebody that has moved away? That's trying to get away from enemies? That wants to connect and be associated back where they grew up in Fort Thomas, Kentucky? Does the internet? Does the social media presence? Does Facebook? allow them to do that under somebody else's name and pictures. Ryan's story interests me. It interests me because I know he's a smart guy. I know he has the ability to communicate and probably the ability to lead in some sense. We'll take a look at Ryan in next episode of In Search of Glory. Sponsor, Omega Processing Solutions. This is for Thomas Matters Radio. This has been Mark Collier. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by rating us online on iTunes. It helps others find us. Until next time.